Hey, Kirk High School, I'm Taylor Quint, Head of School. I'm Maria Massey, Assistant Head of School. And I'm Mary Wynn, Director of Communications. And today, we want to introduce you to Mary Wynn. Many of you have received emails from her or wondered why is this new name emailing me as much as she is, and we wanted to kind of give you not only the backstory to Mary, which is a really exciting one, but also just to let you know what she's trying to do and where we're headed as a school, particularly in the role of communications. And so, Mary, glad you're here with us today, and thanks for taking the time. Thanks. Even glad though you have here. to, because I'm your boss. So <laughs> right. Sorry about that. It's yeah. okay. Glad <laughs> to be here. So, Mary, tell me this. Um, first and foremost, you're a graduate of Kirk Day School. Tell us about kind of your educational history up until now. So, I did graduate from Kirk Day School, but I actually only went here for sixth grade. So, I went to a different private um, elementary school prior to sixth grade and actually had some issues with bullying while I was there. And so, by sixth grade, my mom just said, you know what, um, my job is moving out to the county. Her job was in the city, so I'm going to just move your school out into the county as well. And so she moved me to Kirk Day School, which was really convenient because my sister was at Westminster at the time, so it was nearby. And yeah, so I went here, graduated in sixth grade, loved it. I had known some of the girls here from soccer because I always played Kirk sports. Um, so it was a great experience. And then I went to Westminster all six years, yep, and graduated from there before going to Mizzou for journalism. So I studied four years at Mizzou and have a bachelor's degree in journalism and then minors in business and Spanish. Awesome. Did you know any KDS parents prior to coming here? Yes, actually. So funny story, Erin Essenberg, Mrs. Essenberg, I don't know what I should call her, Erin probably. I, you're an adult now. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Erin, yeah. yeah, feels weird to say, was actually my second and fourth grade teacher in elementary school. So I think I was actually one of the only, well my class was one of the only classes who got to have her for two years. And then I remember the year um, after I had her was when she had her oldest daughter, Claire. So it's crazy to now see her kids at Kirk Day School um, remembering when she had them. But yes, so I did know Aaron. That small is world. really cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So yeah. yes, Aaron Essenberg, you <laughs> are now made the podcast. Congratulations. That's awesome. So you left Mizzou. What did you do after Mizzou? So I originally planned on going to Mizzou for journalism in order to um, really learn about communications, learn how to communicate well in order to do communications for some sort of nonprofit. Um, and my hope was to work for a nonprofit in Latin America because I love Latin America, I love speaking Spanish. And so right after graduating, I actually had an internship in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, which is also where my sister lives right now. And my internship was for an ethical fashion company, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically a company that creates fashion products like bags, jewelry, clothes. And the idea behind it is to teach women how to make these products, to teach them a skill that they can then use to provide themselves an income. So we had a whole group of women, Honduran women, who were making us these products um, and then selling them in order to provide an income and help these women support their families. Um, because especially for women, it's very hard in Honduras and a lot of, a lot of places for them to find good income, a good job. 
Um, so I did that for three months pro after graduating, and then I actually had a year-long internship with an organization called International Justice Mission. And if you don't know about that organization, it's a global organization. We have offices all over the world with the goal to eliminate the slave trade, whether that be trafficking, forced labor, all kinds of slavery and violence. Our goal is to go into those countries and work with the systems already in place in those countries, whether that be the police or the court systems, and to strengthen them so they can do their jobs better and stop slavery from happening, basically. So, yeah, I encourage you to look up both of those. Um, Mi Esperanza is the ethical fashion company, and then International Justice Mission. Really great jobs, I mean, great organizations. Yep. Yeah, we did some work with IGM, IJM when I was on staff with Crew. Oh, cool. So, yeah. um, that That's is great. quite an experience. And yes. what's the culture shock been like coming back? I mean, this is a far cry from Honduras. Right, right. Oh, and I forgot to mention the... Um, international Justice Mission internship was in the Dominican Republic. So I was in okay, yeah, two so separate Honduras and, and then, then the, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, so two so. separate, but they're similar in yeah. some ways, similar in some ways and different in other. Um, but culture shock, um, I guess for me, um, I wasn't ever planning on moving back home mm. this quickly. Um, and then some things just were happening in my life and I got engaged and I was talking to my fiance and we both just decided we wanted to be home. And so it's really been comforting. Um, I know it's very different from being in Latin America, but those places are very crazy and can be kind of heavy all the time. And so there has been a comfort with being home, but yeah, it's a lot to get used to. Um, different, just lifestyle in general is completely different yeah. than how I've been living the past two years almost. So. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Wow. So you came back here. What made you take the job here? Yep. So um, when I was in the DR working with IJM, I had talked to a friend of mine. I was talking to her quite often, who is a teacher at Westminster. We both went to Westminster together, and now she's a teacher there. And her roommate is actually a teacher at Kirk, Miss Linton. Um, and they found out about the job. They heard I was wanting to move back to St. Louis and was looking for jobs and showed it to me. And after reading the description, I was like, yeah, I can do that. These are all things that I have experience in, all things that I've studied in school or had experience in in these other internships. And after about a day of thinking over it, I just decided that I really wanted to apply. And yeah, that's how I ended up here. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I know that you do more than uh, Instagram and Facebook yes. for, mm -hmm. for your job. Tell, tell us a little bit about kind of what your position is, because this is a new position. We have not had this, or this position has been a conglomeration of people. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit, other than just scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, right. what else, what, what do you do? What's kind of your role? Right. So I would say besides the social media, there are two other big things, well, I guess three. Um, and those would be the advertising. So when you see ads in local magazines and newspapers, if you see press releases, those are all things that I'm doing. So I'm working with Jennifer, who mm -hmm. was director of admissions and was doing this before and kind of learning, okay, what magazines do we want to be in? What message do we want to give off about the school? 
and those kinds of things to make sure Kirk Day School is out in the public and people are seeing us. And then besides that, I am doing some little graphic design things, um, brochures, pamphlets, um, promotional materials, and then also a lot of emailing. So yeah, so the Highlander highlights, any e-blasts, I've sent out a number of those since I've been here. Um, and it's usually stuff that parents do need to know, so I recommend paying attention to it. Um, but yeah, a lot of emailing and just making sure parents and staff know what they need to know to make sure everything runs smoothly. Mary, what is your goal when you send an email to a family and they say, oh, it's an email from Mary Wynn, I can delete it, or maybe I'll just skim over it, when right. there really is very pertinent information, and there's some parents that are going, are you kidding me? I'm an overachiever and I'm gonna read every, every dot in line and I'm gonna correct Taylor on it, which is awesome because we need that. Right. But you get you get such a breadth because I mean our email population is almost a thousand emails when right. you send an email out. Mm -hmm. So what do you think your hope is every time you send click on maybe an e blast or the Highlander highlights for people to receive? What what information are you hoping they receive? I'm just hoping that they receive any information that they might have questions about. Really, I know for picture day, for instance, um, there was important information that parents needed to know that they wouldn't have been able to find out if they didn't read my email. So, um, and then the school store, that as well, um, and reading every part of it because sometimes one paragraph down, there might be something important. And I'm going to try to keep them as concise as possible, but my hope would be that people read the whole thing, if that's okay to say, and that um, they understand that we're not just trying to flood their inbox with unnecessary information just to Put our name out there but that this is information they actually need to know and that will help them and make their lives easier i feel like it helps lower the anxiety mm -hmm. right so then you know if you know it's picture day and you got the information you know your right. kid needs to wear a light blue shirt then when they get to school and we're wearing a light blue shirt we just get to go on right with the day as opposed to you know if you don't know that information you show up and what do we do that kind of thing right. and and the graphics are great yeah, yeah. I agree. and I don't know oh, folks if you've noticed but <laughs> if you check your if you check your Highlander highlights or any of these e-blasts that Mary is now doing custom graphics for us which is really wonderful and they are really clean and sharp and so that that's also been a fun thing that, that we've gotten to work on and Mary's probably gotten to be frustrated because I'll tell her to correct something so yeah, it's okay. but hey that's part of it, it and, is. and you're extremely talented with that so we're grateful for it Thank you. so Coming back to Kirk Day School, what have you said, okay, this is the exact same and this is drastically different? Mm. Kind of do a compare and contrast from, from when, you were, when you were here as a student. Right. The first things that come to mind, well, the exact same, the first thing that comes to mind about that is chapel feels mm. the exact same to me. I felt like I went back in time, was transported mm. back mm. to when I was in sixth grade, which I think is a really good thing because I know for my mom and I, we've always talked about how special Kirk's Chapel was. The verse, the song, really, I, my mom would tell you she got chills during every chapel because she just loved it and I loved it too. And so that's definitely what stood out to me as the same. Mm -hmm. um, and just all the biblical aspects of teaching and seeing verses around the campus and those kinds of things really brought me back. Um, and then what's different um, there are a lot of little things that are different, um, just updates in how, I don't know, I think how 
teaching is done, how it's much more fluid, there's a lot more communication between students, and you can see that by the tables that we have sitting out in the commons. I mean, that wasn't here when I was here, and I think that's cool that we're emphasizing collaboration because that definitely wasn't really emphasized when I went here. So I think, yeah, just the way teaching is being done at the school seems different to me and seems just updated and more um, specific for each child, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely it does. Definitely updated some of the facade too, right? Got oh, rid of yeah. The, the red church carpet, that kind of thing. Yeah, we, yeah, that's we got true. rid of the, the, the Hollywood walk, uh, <laughs> yeah. as, as I would call it. Um, I did the new desks, that, that kind yeah. of thing, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it yeah, looks a lot looks fresher and brighter which is great because, you know, we have a basement for a lot of it, so it's, we've really done a good job at making it brighter because I do remember it feeling kind of dim when I went here as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you don't want your education to feel that way, both <laughs> literally as well as philosophically, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You want it to be a bright, shining light. Yeah. So, Mary, you've, you've grown up with Christian education. Now you're working in Christian education. Um, you and I have been able to work on now just already a couple of projects on how we we expound our our message to people that that are looking at the school, mm -hmm. um, some internally, some externally. What what do you think people should know about in St. Louis, having grown up in Christian education, having had a little bit of a taste of everything, and then even staying locally from a zoo, but then being international as well? You've got really a, a breadth mm -hmm. of, of flavor there, so. What should people know about your experience um, being in Christian Ed and particularly in St. Louis? Well, the main thing that comes to my mind that I would like people to know is when I was considering taking this job, I, you know, I was planning on working at a nonprofit. But then when I read through Kirk's mission statement and their vision and just read through the website, I was struck by how much I really did resonate with the mission and the vision and I wanted to be a part of doing that, of raising kids in an environment where they hear the truth of God's word, um, which will stay with them throughout their lives. I mean, I know for me, especially the Kirk, the main Kirk verse, um, which is Isaiah 48, right, really has come to me in times of trouble and times of, you know, when I mess up or when there's a big disappointment in life, knowing that um, the things of this world will pass away, but God's truth and the hope that we can find in God's truth won't, has brought me hope and peace throughout my life in all the different stages. And so I guess, yeah, I would want parents to know that if they want their kid to have God's truth on their heart ingrained in them and coming out in times, I don't know, in random times when they're disappointed throughout life, that this is the place to bring them. That's extremely powerful yeah wow yeah. um tumbling for me to hear uh, yeah especially knowing the history of the school and and uh, what Sue Pitzer has done and, and everything else that's really awesome to hear and um, it's something we treasure and we hope that graduates would say so that's really cool that you say it um and that was not preempted by any stretch we didn't yeah. even talk about that prior yeah. to this no. I mean it's podcast. the main reason I took this job so I mm. I wouldn't be here if that wasn't true that's so. really awesome that's mm -hmm. really awesome so one of the things that I think is, is often tough for any, any leader of an organization to ask, but um, even, even to wrestle with, but, but I always think it's, it's the appropriate thing, it's the, it's the due diligence of it. What do we have to work on? 
you're coming back, you've been a student, um, this, you just said this is why I took the job, but you know, we're, we're faced with challenges day in, day out. We're faced with, with all sorts, and we have um, a population that, that has uh, variant um, expectations for us, uh, both yeah. that some that, that are, are real, some that, that might be um, a bit uh, in the future, mm-hmm. we could say. But what do you say, hey, Kirk's, Kirk has this to work on, and it can work on it and be great at it? Right. I think that, and this isn't just including communication aspects, but all aspects, that there are ways that we as a team, as a staff team, can just simplify almost just our jobs, um, simplify how we do things. I know um, for each event, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And right now, I don't think we have our best foot forward of you know, planning that in the most organized way possible. And I think if planning of these things and just systems of how we do things are more organized and simpler, then we will have more time and energy to focus on the kids and to think about um, you know, other ways that we can be supporting and helping them grow if we make the other you know, nitty gritty detailed stuff flow better. So I guess that's what I see first off the bat, just with the events that we've had, parents night, things like that, I think that we can simplify things to make all the things that need to get done happen in a quicker and just simpler way. It's nice to have some fresh voices and eyes on things mm-hmm. because I think just naturally as humans um but especially in a system it's like well that's just kind of the way that we've always done it and so everybody just kind of knows but then when you get someone new and it's like hey there might be some areas where we can do this better or we can communicate more clearly Mm -hmm. because not everybody has been here for their entire life right um so I find that really refreshing right yeah and that's something else that kind of comes to mind is right now a lot of our communications are pretty lengthy and I think there are ways that we can shorten it to get our messages out with the same meat the same and important truth in them but to make it less harder to get through yeah yeah so one of the one of the big pieces um, for me at least in in trying to look at the long-term sustainability of, of the school. So we're in an accreditation year. Mm-hmm. Over the past few years, we've seen um, a really strong growth in, in enrollment, which has been great, which has allowed us to do so many things. We've seen a growth in the Highlander Fund. Um, and we want to be prudent about that. We want to be a good mm-hmm. steward about it. And so there's a business principle called the sigmoid curve that, that the faculty has heard me say, the board's heard me say over and over. And, and so to describe it, at least in an auditory way, is, is a little different than visually. But I would, you know, if you're interested at all, parents, please Google it. But it's it's really as you're trying to grow uh, mm-hmm. before you you reach what is is called a, a recline or, or a flat point that you jump off and start a new initiative. And mm-hmm. so you're inclining, you jump off, um, and when you're jumping off, though, you hit as in some business practices and incubation call it a storm season, or in general a decline you're going to have a natural decline but the hope is to ride two waves at the same time still the momentum of going up while using that momentum going up to also allow something to go down Mm -hmm. and and it kind of forms this s curve and you have these bubbles along that s curve that allow for continued sustained growth i know that's very complicated um kodak would be an example yes kodak Kodak did did not not jump jump. off yes they're a great example whereas you know somebody like coca-cola 
yeah. um, even though the, the product hasn't changed that much, how are they still relevant years from now right. um, in, in doing that? They did jump off, they've rebranded. You know, right. Some yep. would say Coke 2 would be yep. a, a really strong jumping off point, albeit it never really uh, ended up inclining they still jumped off and tried it, right. and, and it's kind of this recycling of innovation mm -hmm. at times. And so we, we've tried to do things like that, and so um, some have been successful, some have fallen flat on their face, no question, but we, we try to find strategic points in doing that. And, and what I would say is um, parents, look for these moments, look for where we're trying to do that, because we're not just trying new things to say, oh hey, that might work better, mm -hmm. we're trying to do those um, in, in a very strategic, very thoughtful, very valued process mm -hmm. and so I know Mary you're going to be a huge part of that and, and allowing us to to ride our momentum forward right. while also being able to use that same momentum to let us to, to jump off mm -hmm. um, because you've got to have it which is which is really cool so yeah so parents I would say definitely look at sigmoid curve it's something that, that we're, we're going off of but um, Mary what what has been I would say a comfort to you and working in a, in a place like this, mm -hmm. um, especially going from something like IJM, which uh, runs the gamut of, of what slavery means. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most of us, un I would say, unfortunately, kind of think of more of an Uncle Tom's cabin and, and mm -hmm. result to American slavery and what that looks like, where the reality is, is a, a vast, um, uh, I would say, socioeconomic grasp on human life. Mm -hmm. So you, you've come from that, you've come from, from helping uh, a different group of people, like you said, in, in Honduras. You have a sister that works in Honduras. What is as a comfort as you come to this job mm -hmm. each and every day and knowing that your faith and your work are in a combined force trying to make a change on children's lives, how does that, that impact you as you kind of think introspectively? Right. Well. When you say what is the biggest comfort to me coming to the school, it it does make me think of how when I was getting ready to leave IJM, um, which, side note, IJM is a Christian organization, and so therefore every day their staff does a quiet time in the morning and then a um, meeting to do prayer and some worship, um, share prayer requests and that kind of thing every single day. And so when I was getting ready to leave, I was thinking about that and how much of a blessing it was. And I was thinking about how much I didn't want to lose that and lose coming to work and having being surrounded by a Christian community who I could share if I was struggling with something or if there was something going on in my life and know that there would be people there who would pray for me and, um, yeah, really value that and um, bring it to the Lord on their own time as well. And so that truly was the biggest comfort for me in finding this job. I remember talking on the phone to my mom and being like, Mom, I, I don't have to stop working at a Christian place. Like, I will have people there who I can pray with and who I can share with. Not that I wouldn't share if I wasn't working at a Christian organization, but being able to pray, like, when the staff meets um, every week to do a Devo and a prayer time, it just reminds me a lot of IJM, which was a comfort at that time, and now this is a comfort at this time of my life. So I feel very comforted by that. And just the people in this building too, some of them who I knew when I went here um, and others who are new um, have made me feel very welcomed and part of a community, but more so part of a family. What is Kirk Day School? It, it does feel like a homey environment and yeah, just full of love. Sounds cheesy, but it's true, so. That's yep. awesome. awesome. That's what we want for children, and yeah. it's great to hear that that's actually happening with faculty and staff as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so outside of 
your time at Kirk, um, coming in and sending emails and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what do you like to do? Well, the biggest thing is hiking. I love mountains. Um, so Those are a little harder to yeah, find in Missouri. <laughs> part of the reason why I wasn't expecting to move to Missouri as quickly as I did, but yes, so if I can find a mountain, traveling to the mountains, specifically the Pacific Northwest area of mm. the country is just where I love to be. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm a reader. Um, I love reading. I also do love soccer. I played soccer all through school and would love to still play, but I might join an adult team, but we'll see. But yeah. those are probably my biggest, biggest hobbies aside cool. from just spending time with friends and family. Do you have a, a park here that you enjoy going hiking to? I mean, I've been to Castlewood, okay. yeah, and hiked there a bit. I mean, I it's really, a old. yeah, I do <laughs> just like being outside. Like this weekend, my friends and I went to Forest Park and rode the bird scooters, which was very fun. Sounds like fun. Not exactly hiking, you know, not getting a workout, but <laughs> it's great. That's the best way to go through Forest Park, mm -hmm. I think. I, I, I took my kids to the zoo on the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Ooh. Well, we had family in town, right? I'm not as dumb as I look, is what I like to tell people. And I really envied the people on the bird scooters. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. wish I would have had one. Yeah. Because good gravy, that zoo yeah. was hot. Yeah. And it was crowded. They're great. They're fun. I don't, I, are those the green ones? I think, I think that's a different company. Okay. There's like okay. three different yeah. ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All with pending litigation. Oh, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? I'm sure. Millie's not quite old enough to get on the scooter yet. <laughs> yeah, so. Right. Not quite. So. Mary, thank you. Uh, thanks yeah. for spending this time. It's it's awesome to be able to work with you. It's awesome to be able to share your message. But anything else you want our parents to know about you? Well, the biggest thing is if you see me, don't be afraid to say hi. Um, I'd love to get to know faces and names because right now I feel like there is so much to know. And I see a lot of people often and don't really know many people yet. So say hi to me. And then also if you have anything that you think, oh, this would be great to put on social media or to support the school, anything like that, just random ideas. I've already had some moms come to me and give me ideas about picture day promotion and the color run. If you have any ideas, just feel free to email me because the more ideas we have, the better everything will be. So yeah, don't be shy. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Mary, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, Kirk Day School, keep listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing a few more uh, new faces and spotlights like this one. Um, we also have a few more speakers lined up for this fall as well. So uh, do send us your ideas. Send us your thoughts on, on the podcast. We'd love to make it better. We'd love to, to make it as poignant as we can, but it's also great to introduce our faculty this way in a little bit more intimate way than just a just a, a quick, uh, you know, e-blast mm -hmm. as we talked about. Yeah. So, yeah, but Mary, thanks again uh, for family. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.